Thank you all for having me. And um, Priscilla asked me to talk about uh, alternatives, safe alternatives to commercially available products. So I decided to make the title of the talk my main point, which is legal is not the same as safe. And I hear this all the time where people say, oh, the drinking water is safe, or this food is safe, or the pesticide in my Quaker oat bars is safe because it doesn't go above the legal limits. Unfortunately, legal is not the same thing as safe, and we are killing ourselves and our planet with commercially available products. So I'm hoping to give you some alternatives tonight. So the first thing I want to discuss is why don't legal limits protect us? And there are basically three reasons, and I'm going to give examples of each one. First is the state of the science. Science can take a long time. Second is lack of resources. Municipalities, states, and federal government don't always have all the money they need. And the third reason, and the, and the most unfortunate in my mind, is politics sometimes trumps science. No pun intended. The first one, state of the science. Science can be slow. The example I want to give you is asbestos, which is really timely given what just happened a couple weeks ago. Mining of asbestos began in 1858 in this country. In 1918, the US Bureau of Labor released a report saying, gosh, a lot of people who work with this stuff are getting sick. We wonder if there's some kind of connection. Back in 1918, that was a long time ago. Um, in 1930, the disease associated with asbestos, breathing asbestos, was discovered. And they realized that people were indeed getting sick from getting asbestos in their lungs. In 1942, scientists discovered a link between lung cancer and asbestos. And in 1949, the general public started saying, yeah, asbestos causes cancer. This is a problem. It wasn't until the 1970s when President Nixon um, and Congress at the time um, passed the Clean Air Act, and some limits were put into place on how much asbestos could be in the air and how much you could breathe. In 1989, this is how long? Uh, 71 years after we began mining it. 71 years, EPA announced a ban of asbestos because it causes cancer. And in 1991, a court, I believe it was a Texas court, overturned the ban. So it's still being used today. There are limits. You can't you know, use it in certain um, ways, and you have to be very careful when you're removing it. For example, you, until recently, you couldn't use it in floor tiles. It used to be on the backing of all those adhesive floor tiles. 2018, this current administration decided that these new uses, which are old uses, which were previously banned, are now going to be allowed again. So some of the things, just because it's legal, doesn't mean it's safe. We know asbestos gives us cancer. We know that for a fact, and yet we still use it all the time. The second reason why legal does not mean safe is lack of resources. And this, is, this drives me crazy, this particular example. The Safe Drinking Water Act. This is the federal act that protects the, the water that we all drink, the water that we have here in Easton, the water that everyone drinks in this country. So what the Safe Drinking Water Act does is it's supposed to ensure that public water systems, like Easton's, meet national regulations. So the federal government has certain standards for certain contaminants in drinking water. And they say you can't have 
too much lead, or you can't have too much E. coli, or you can't have too much whatever. They have a list of contaminants that they say cannot be in our drinking water. And it's up to the states and the municipalities to make sure that you're, you're, they're not feeding that in the water to their people. The Safe Drinking Water Act also requires EPA to publish a list of unregulated contaminants every five years. In other words, the law wants EPA to go out there and say, what might be dangerous? We should be forward thinking. What might be a problem? Let's list these and look at what they are and figure out if they really are dangerous to people. And that's called the CCL, or the Drinking Water Contaminant Candidate List. The first one was published in 1998, and there were 60 chemicals on there. 1998, 60 chemicals that EPA thought might be of concern. First CCL list, 1998, 60 contaminants, including something called perchlorate, which I have a funny story about, which I'll tell you. Um, in 2003, EPA deleted nine of those and said, okay, we were wrong, nine of those are not of concern. The second list came out in 2005. 51 of the original 60 were carried over. They deleted 11 more in 2008. Now, mind you, they haven't developed regulation standards for any of the others. In 2009, the third list came out. They carried over 40 from the previous two years and added another 76. In 2011, they decided to regulate perchlorate. They deleted four more chemicals, delayed one. In 2016, just two years ago, there are still 109 contaminants on there, and today, in 2018, there are still no limits for perchlorate. We know perchlorate is an awful, awful chemical. It is in a lot of our drinking water, particularly on Cape Cod, and here's why. Otis Air Force Base. Back in the day, the Army used to send the Air Force Base practice bombs, because they have to practice bombing. I mean, you have to, otherwise you won't know how to do it in real life when there's a war. And they sent every bomb with six packets of accelerant to make the bomb go. Well, they realized very quickly that if they used all six, the bomb would hit Route 6. And that's not really good for tourism. So they said, okay, we can't use all six. We're just going to use two. And so they only used two, and then the bomb stayed on the Air Force Base, and no tourists got killed, and everything was good. But then they found that they had these four packets of this propellant, and they didn't know anything to do. So they called the Army and said, in Washington and said, hey, stop sending us six. We only need two because Cape Cod is small, and we've got all these tourists, and we don't want to kill them. And the Army said, sorry, it comes with six. So Otis Air Force Base said, okay, well, what are we going to do with all these? They put them in a big pile, lit them on fire, and Cape Cod is a sole source aquifer. And all of the perchlorate that was in that is now contaminating the entire aquifer. There is no safe drinking water on Cape Cod. But it's legal because there's no standard. No standard. In 1998, they knew perchlorate was dangerous, and still in 2018, we do not have a legal standard. So the point here is legal does not mean safe. Politics, and this is the one that drives me the craziest. An example of how politics trumps science, and it happens all the time under every administration. I'm not being political here. It happens under Democrats, it happens under Republicans, it happens under everybody. It's happening more now, and one of the examples that just happened, which you probably read about in the news, is a pesticide pronounced chlorpyrifos. chlorpyrifos. It was introduced by Dow in 1965, 
It adversely affects IQ, memory, it gives kids ADHD, it's awful. It's got long-term irreversible effects, especially on children or if women are pregnant and they're exposed to it. It was banned for use in households in the year 2000. Environmental groups sued EPA and said, you have to ban this entirely. It's allowed nowhere else in the world except for this country. The Trump administration refused to ban it. They said, no. EPA at first, under Obama, was going to ban it. Trump said, nope, we want to keep on using this. On August 9, 2018, a court ordered EPA to ban it. We'll see what happens, but I imagine they're going to appeal, and if it gets up to the Supreme Court, we don't know what will happen. So here we have an example of a substance that we know is dangerous. We know it's dangerous, but because of politics, it's not getting banned. Legal does not mean safe. So with that as a background, how do you protect yourself? Can you protect yourself? And you can to a certain extent. It's not necessarily easy. It becomes easy once you get used to it, but it's going to be a change from what you all do when you go to the grocery store or the CVS or wherever every week. Here are some of the things that you really need to look out for when you're purchasing things, when you're purchasing personal care products, household cleaners, food, water, anything. Endocrine disruptors, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in a, in a minute. Antibacterials. Fragrance. Whenever you look at the label, if you look at Febreze, if anyone uses Febreze, that spray that's really good at getting rid of smells, or they're on the swifter, you know, wet, whatever they call them, those things. Febreze says fragrance. No other explanation. Everyone thinks, oh, fragrance. It's a carcinogen. It is a carcinogen. You do not want to use that stuff. If you see something that has a label that says fragrance, you don't want to buy it. Antimicrobials, awful. Microfibers, I'm going to talk about that in a minute too. Waterproofing, that stuff you spray on your, on your boots, awful for the environment, awful for you. Fire retardants, same thing, very, very dangerous. Where are these things found? Virtually all the household cleaners. When you go down the aisle of Roach Brothers or Shaw's or Wegmans in that cleaning aisle, you can smell it. Can you smell the, I mean, everything. The, the, the sprays, the cleaners, everything smells. Personal care products, soap, shampoo, toothpaste, mouthwash. There are very dangerous chemicals in all of these products. Laundry detergent has awful stuff. Pesticides and herbicides. I could just pull my hair out driving through the streets of Easton and seeing people with those signs, I'm not going to ask you how many of you have them, outside your front, right by your mailbox that says, this property is protected by Mosquito Joe or Mosquito Misters. I, won't, I will tell you what is in that stuff. Very, very dangerous for you, your children, your pets. Food and drink. There's awful stuff in the, in the stuff that we eat and drink. Endocrine disruptors are one of the worst, and they're everywhere. So basically, the endocrine system is where chemicals, hormones, send messages that regulate your metabolism, it regulates your mood, your growth, your sexual reproduction, all sorts of things. It basically regulates your whole body. And there are chemicals that will disrupt this. You've probably read articles about um, fish becoming all-female or um, penises in animals becoming smaller. It's because of endocrine disruptors. And they work in three different ways. They either mimic natural hormones and therefore cause overstimulation too much. So men will grow breasts, for example, even in humans. Um, girls these days 
young girls are getting their re their, having their menstrual period at age eight or nine. Back in the day, it didn't happen until they were 13 or 14. That's because of all the hormones they're getting in the food and the products that they're using. Endocrine disruptors can also bind with the receptors in the cells and prevent the real messages, the real hormones, from sending a message, and then it's kind of blocked. And they can also block natural hormones. So endocrine disruptors can really mess with people, particularly children. Examples of them, but BPA, which is in a lot of plastics, they're trying to get rid of it. Now everything says BPA-free, but the other plastics are almost as bad. Um, PCBs, pesticides, perchlorate, remember the stuff on Otis? All endocrine disruptors. Antibacterials, like triclosan, which is one of the worst, it's found in soap, in cleaners, in toothpaste, in deodorant, in teething rings, in carpeting, in mouthwash, everywhere. Triclosan has now been banned by the FDA just recently in certain products in hospitals, but it's still found everywhere. If you go to CVS, you can probably find a hundred different things that have triclosan in it. It's an endocrine disruptor. It's toxic, it's possibly a carcinogen, we don't know yet because science works slowly and you can't test on people, and it leads to antibacterial resistant, it, resistance, it creates superbugs. So what happens is when you use this stuff, it kills a lot of the bacteria, but some of them survive, and the ones that survive are resistant, and then they breed, and that's why you get things like MRSA or these infections that you can't get rid of in hospitals. So triclosan is not, never, ever, ever buy anything with triclosan. If you use those wipes, like Clorox wipes, those, all those, you know, Lysol, whatever, a lot of those have triclosan in them. Don't use them. There are green alternatives. There's one made by seventh generation that's just made with herbs. They found that thyme oil, thyme, you know, T-H-Y-M-E, the herb, is just as effective at killing viruses and bacteria as triclosan. Triclosan doesn't work, and it does all these awful things to you. So where do you start? One of the best places I have found to start is the Environmental Working Group. It's a nonprofit. Their website is ewg.org. And you can go on there and you can search for whatever product that you use, whether it's sunscreen or makeup or toilet cleaner or mouthwash or whatever it is, laundry detergent, and they rate them. A lower number is a good number. If it's a zero or a one, you can feel safe buying it. If it's a higher number, stay away. Stay away. They're, they're nonprofit. They've got no pony in this game. They are just trying to help the environment and the people who use it. They rate everything from sunscreen to cleaners to food and to water. When you go to the store, read the ingredients. See what's in there. Environmental Working Group has a list of ingredients that you should avoid that are in a lot of things. Simple is better. Simple is really, really better. Um, sunscreen, it's interesting. Last time I was on there, because I was buying my husband some new sunscreen, and I went to check out what brand I should get. And Kiss My Face is one of the okay ones. But they basically said, don't buy sunscreen. They say, wear hats, wear long sleeves, stay out of the sun, stay in the shade. Almost all sunscreen is bad and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But if you're going to buy it, there are certain brands that you should buy and others you should avoid. I'm just gonna give you a list of some of the things that I use just to give you an idea of how this is not too difficult to do. 
Bug spray, oh, bug spray. Bug spray is a big one. Don't use anything with DEET, just don't. It's, it's awful, it's a neurotoxin. It's very bad for children, it's bad for you. Repel, which is a major brand that does have a DEET, has a lemon eucalyptus. It's not lemon and eucalyptus, lemon eucalyptus is actually a plant. And the CDC said this is the only other thing that they recommend. You just have to apply it more frequently. And actually, you can buy it in Ocean State Job Lot, the one right in Brockton, sells a bottle of this lemon eucalyptus repel for $4.99. You can also buy it on Amazon. You just apply it every 90 minutes to two hours. It works just as well as the nasty stuff, and it's all plant-based. Laundry detergent. I use Dr. Bronner's. Does anyone know Dr. Bronner's? It's great stuff. I mean, it comes in all different scents. Peppermint, almond, lavender, tea tree, citrus. But the peppermint is their most popular, and you can buy it in a gallon. It's expensive, but you only need a quarter cup per load for a high-efficiency washer, which I assume you all have. Um, And it's non-toxic. You can use that, and your clothes smell a little minty, which who minds that? It's nice. Moisturizer, just use coconut oil. Go buy organic coconut oil. It does just as good as all those expensive things. Shampoo and conditioner, there's an African kind called Shea Moisture. You can buy it in Target, you can buy it in CVS. It's got nothing nasty in it. It's not that hard if you know what to look for. There's a deodorant called Native. Doesn't have any aluminum, doesn't have any parabens. Not bad for you, not gonna give you breast cancer. Toms of Maine toothpaste, you can again, you can get it in CVS, you can get it in, in Target, wherever. For cleaning your windows, I just take a spray bottle and I put white vinegar in there, mix it with water. You can put a little essential oil in there if you don't like the smell of white vinegar, but the smell dissipates quickly. Works just as well as the expensive stuff that you buy. Food storage, that's another one. All those plastic bags, not only do they leach stuff into your food, but what happens to them when you're done? You throw them out and they never biodegrade. I use Pyrex bowls. And for my husband, I make my husband's lunch every day. I know, how crazy am I? But I, I don't want him eating out every day because it's expensive and, he's not, and it's not healthy. So I make him lunch. And there are these great um, silicone bags. They're like Ziploc bags made out of silicone. They're reusable. You can use them over and over and over forever. And they're called Lordit bags. They're great. And they, you know, it's like having a Ziploc, but it's permanent. And you don't throw it out and it doesn't leach anything. And this is what I was saying to you, Priscilla, when we were eating dinner. What about food and water? There's all sorts of crap in your food and your water. Don't ever drink bottled water. Never, ever, ever buy bottled water, ever. Bottled water is mostly tap water. There are some springs that it comes from, but that's very, very rare. Like Nestle, Dasani, it's all tap water. It's just tap water. Yep. And it's not even, some of it's not even filtered well. What you should do is buy yourself a good filter, put it in your sink. So I have in my kitchen sink, I've got two taps. I've got my regular tap and then I've got a filtered tap. I have an Aquasana under the sink filter and everything I cook with and drink and what I feed to my dogs comes out of that filtered water. And tap water, and I'll tell you a fact about bottled water in just a minute. You're just spending money on bottled water, which is not healthier. You have no idea what's in it. It might be worse than your tap water. And you've got that plastic bottle to deal with afterwards. So don't do it. For food, watch Forks Over Knives. I beg you, watch the movie. It's a documentary. What you eat can kill you. 
Forks over knives, I will say, it's plant-based. It's plant-based, but some people do eat chicken and fish a little bit, but it's a fascinating documentary. Fascinating documentary. You'll enjoy it. There's a big thing on Denmark, um, Priscilla, about what happened there during World War II when the the Nazis and uh, the German army took over um, all of the farms in Denmark. Um, The cancer rate dropped to zero. And as soon as they got their farms back and they started eating milk and cheese again, went shooting back up. It's, fa- it's really fascinating. You should eat as whole foods as you can, even if you continue to eat dairy and, and chicken and fish or, God forbid, red meat, which is awful for you and awful for the planet. Eat real food. Shop at the edges of the supermarket. Eat whole grains and vegetables and fruits. Don't buy processed food because most of the processed food has crap in it that's not good for you. And I really recommend that movie. You can get it on Netflix, Forks Over Knives. Insect control. We don't want to kill them all. They're talking about listing the bumblebee as endangered. Do you know how scary that is? This is our food supply we're talking about. That's in jeopardy because of the bumblebee. When we use pesticides, when people use pesticides, it affects non-target species. It affects bees. I'm on a Facebook group of the Bristol County Bee Association. Over the past two weeks, almost everybody on that group has lost their bees because a farm three miles away sprayed their corn. It's horrifying. It's very, very frightening. If you buy organic, you will have less of, make less of a demand for those pesticide-laden foods. People always say, why should I buy organic? It's more expensive and it's not healthier for me. Number one, it is healthier for you because there's no pesticide residue on the food which you'd be in- ingesting. But number two, it's important for the rest of the planet. It's not more nutritious to buy organic food. It's got the same, a tomato that's organic versus a tomato that's not organic. They've got the same nutrition. It's what's on the outside, and it's what the pesticides are doing to the planet. Cinnamon essential oil, you can buy it at Women of Wisdom or online. You just put a little of that along your doorways and windows. It'll keep the ants away, so you don't have to use poison or bug spray. Again, lemon eucalyptus for for bug spray that you put on yourself or your clothing, and it's safe for children as well. Mosquitoes, don't spray. Don't use those mosquito misters. Take away their breeding habitat. Make sure there's no standing water anywhere on your property. Or if it's standing, make sure it's moving or has frogs or fish in it that they will eat the mosquito larvae. Those mosquito misters are not good. Ticks, there's nothing that kills ticks. (laughs) There's nothing that kills ticks before it will bite you and transmit the disease. All that stuff you hear from your doctor about it taking 24 to 48 hours of attachment before you get a tick-borne disease, it's bull. It is not true. It can transmit a disease, a tick can transmit a disease in minutes. So anything that you put on you or your dog that's poisonous that will kill the tick after even 15 minutes, it's too late, you already have the disease. So the only thing you can do is be vigilant. When you go outside, keep your grass short, mow your grass. You can put wood chips along the edge of your property, which they don't like to traverse. When you come back from inside or your dog or cat comes from inside, comb them, check yourself, make sure there's nothing on you. If you have a tick on you, take it off. There's nothing that you can spray on you. There's nothing you can do. It's a public health crisis, but there's nothing you can do. So don't be fooled.
mosquito misters. Those are the things I was talking about before. Mosquito Joe, they're called a number of different things. Mr. Mosquito, I see the signs. I, I can drive through East and see 10 signs of people who have them. What are they spraying? They're spraying something called Anvil 1010, which is a synthetic pyrethroid. And all of their ads say it's natural because a pyrethroid is from chrysanthemums. Well, not everything natural is safe. I mean, think of poisons. Think of um, uh, nightshades. Some of the nightshades are poisonous. I mean, there are, you can drink too much water. from. You can die from drinking too much water. Things, natural things are poisonous. Synthetic pyrethroids or natural ones are dangerous to humans and to pets. Very, very dangerous. And PBO, the, the synergist that they use in all of these to make it easier to kill the insects, is a suspected carcinogen. And they tried to spray this on our school grounds. We stopped it. People spray it in their yards. If you have asthma, if you're immunocompromised, these things are awful for you. So there's no evidence that these things work. It's all false, false advertising. My company did a complaint to the FTC saying this is false advertising. They took it under advisement, and the state of Connecticut saw our complaint, and guess what the state of Connecticut did? They banned mosquito misters in the entire state of Connecticut. We're trying to get Massachusetts to do the same thing. They don't work. They also make you complacent. People say, oh, I've got a mosquito mister. I can go outside without my lemon eucalyptus oil on. And then they get bitten. And you can die from mosquitoes. Not, not likely, but it is possible with Triple E. West Nile virus can make you very sick. There are mosquito diseases that are dangerous. You don't want to get bitten by a, an infected mosquito. But there are other ways to deal with it. You don't want to go outside this time of year without mosquito repellent on. They kill non-target insects. We did a test on our property when they did aerial spraying last in 2012, I think. We put out bed sheets, white bed sheets, to see what animals were killed. Didn't find one dead mosquito, not a one. I found dead dragonflies, dead spiders, which aren't insects, they're arachnids, dead ants, dead bumblebees, dead everything but mosquitoes. They do not work. There's no evidence that they work. And did I say? There's no evidence that they work. It's all a marketing ploy. They just want your money. Earlier, I mentioned microfibers. What are microfibers? They're from synthetic clothes. I'm wearing all cotton. But probably someone in here is wearing something that's not. All those fleeces that people wear, I have them. I wear them. They're great in the fall and the winter. Workout clothes, yoga pants, all of those things, they've got synthetic fibers. Synthetics can be, I mean, polyester used to get a bad rap in the 70s, but now polyester can be helpful, useful, nice looking even. But when you wash those clothes, in every wash, something like 250,000 microfibers, they're about a fifth of the diameter of a human hair, tiny, tiny little pieces of plastic come off in your washing machine. You know how you have that lint trap in your dryer? You don't have one in your washing machine. So those hundreds of thousands from every load of microfibers in your washing machine gets into the water. And it go, it's in your drinking water. It's in 93% of bottled water you are drinking plastic. 
It's in 80% of tap water. You are drinking plastic. They get into the food chain. They get into the oceans and the rivers. They get into the fish and the plankton, and then they end up in you. And they are little toxic bombs. They attract other toxins, and you are drinking them and eating them, and then all those toxins are in you. What can you do? There's now a company that makes, I'm, I haven't bought one yet because I have to reconfigure my laundry room to put it in, but most people, I have a weird laundry room, most people, you can attach this filter. It's called a filtrol. You can attach the filter right to your washing machine and it traps all the microfibers before it even gets into the water system. Someday, not immediately, but in a few years, chances are washing machines will be required to have these. But until that point, you can buy one, and the website is microfibersolution.com. So what's the bottom line? I've had a bad week. <laughs> is it Monday? <laughs> I, I've, it's been a bad day. I, I sometimes wake up and I go, we're doomed, it's it. We've, you know, I always thought we were you know, climbing up this hill and we were about to come down the other side and I thought there was a chance to stop the environmental destruction. I'm not so sure. I, every day I wake up and I say, we're doomed, we're doomed. But we have to keep trying. Jane Goodall is somebody who's so full of hope. She's always saying, and, and Leo DiCaprio. Is there hope? We, we have to try, we can't give up, right? And so if we're going to try to make yourselves healthier, your kids, your families, your pets, the planet, go to Environmental Working Group, change your buying habits, because that's the only thing that will impact these big companies. If you change your buying habits and if there's a demand for things that are healthier for the planet and healthier for you, then the companies will respond by making those things. And not all of these things are more expensive. Some of them are cheaper. And you can go to Trader Joe's or Aldi and get cheap organic vegetables. You can grow your own organic vegetables and can them. There are ways you can do it without breaking the bank. And I think we have to try to have hope. And one of the ways, one of the things that gives me hope is being able to speak to people like you who hopefully will go home and think about the things that you have in your kitchen and your bathroom and your cupboard and think about ways that we can make a difference because never underestimate the power of a small group of people who try to change things because it can be done. Thank you. And I'll take any questions. If anyone has any questions, I'd be happy to take them. Yes. EWG.org, because it's a nonprofit, Environmental Working Group, EWG. It's a, it's a great organization. Yeah, it's a good one. And you can check anything, anything. You can search, they have a search function, so you can search for whatever it is that you want to buy, even on your phone if you have a smartphone. Anyone else? Did I bore you? No, no, I, yes. So kind of microfibers, they're pretty much everything. Our clothing. Anything synthetic. Yep. Um, bed sheets, I, I see in, in shops and advertising big bowl letters advertising uh, bed sheets. Yep. Microfibers, yep. Contains microfibers, it's a synthetic, it's a great thing. Yes, and that's because <clears throat> 
it, it's actually, that's a really good question. They sell microfiber cloths as well for cleaning, and they say, oh, you don't need, it, it's because microfibers attract stuff. Remember how I said they're little toxic bombs? They attract, they, they're like magnets, and they attract everything. So when they're in your stomach, when your intestine, or they're in the ocean, they're attracting toxins, and then you're ingesting them, and those toxins can be digested and put into your organs and your bloodstream. So microfibers, they, you know, we thought, just like, remember when I put up the slide about how science is slow? We thought they were okay. We thought it was a great idea to take bottles, plastic bottles, and turn them into sweatshirts because it keeps them out of the landfill. Well, not such a great idea. And the only answer is to stop producing the plastic bottles that turn into the microfibers. And how do we do that? You carry, you carry a water bottle with you wherever you go that's not BPA, that's not plastic. You carry a glass one or a stainless steel one. Like, what, is that stainless steel what you have? Yeah. Yeah, this is a whole one, but I do have a Yeah, so, and you, and you fill it up with your tap at home, your filtered water from home. You know, my husband and I, were vilified in this town years ago when we tried to explain to the town that putting a wastewater treatment plant within a thousand feet of our primary well was a bad idea because all of this stuff is coming out of all of our, and I'm, I'm guilty too. I mean, you know, I try my best, but there are some things that I, that I use that probably are not best for the environment, and that's all getting into the water supply. When you take acetaminophen, if you have a headache, and you take Tylenol, that comes out in your urine, you flush it down the toilet, if you're on the sewer, it goes into the wastewater treatment plant, if you've got a septic system, it goes through the zone two and into Quisset Brook, and it is broken down into 11 daughter compounds. It breaks down, all that acetaminophen breaks down. Nine of the 11 of those daughter compounds are highly toxic. And guess what? We're drinking it. You're drinking her acetaminophen and his Viagra and her anti-seizure medicine. <laughs> You're drinking other people's medicine. So, so it's, you know, we don't know what we're doing. We, we haven't even touched the tip of the melting iceberg of what we're doing to our water supply. I highly urge, and not just Easton, it's everybody. It's everybody. I highly urge you to get a really good water filtration system. And Aquasana, that's the one I use, I like it. If I, I'm thinking about getting a reverse osmosis one, but it, and it, that will take out the microfibers from your tap, because it's in our tap water. It's everywhere. And yeah, they thought they were good, but they're not. Can you tell us again what the name of the uh, system is that you use? The filter system, yeah. my water filter system, or the washing machine filter? Uh, both. Okay, so the, the, my water filter, I use an Aquasana. It's A-Q-U-A-S-A-N-A, -A -A, and it's an under-the-sink one. They have, they have a lot of good filters, and there are, you can, there are reviews of all these filters. The reverse osmosis ones are better, and my husband and I are thinking about getting one. And you don't necessarily need one on your whole house. If you can afford it, by all means, go for it. 
um, but it's mainly for water that you're drinking and cooking with and feeding your dogs. Don't forget your dogs and your cats. They should be drinking filtered water, not water from the tap because there's a lot of dogs dying of brain cancer in this town in Sharon. I can't even tell you how many I know have died of brain cancer in the past three years. I lost two dogs to cancer last in 2016. Okay. So filtered water, guys, and, and food from the US or New Zealand. I get my dog food from New Zealand. Um, so, and then the, the microfiber filter for your washing machine, it's called a Filtrol, F-I-L-T-R-O-L, and it's microfibersolution.com sells them. Um, and they're just trying to, until it gets to be standard equipment on washing machines, we all need to get one of these. It was like, remember before, remember back in the day, you're all old enough like me to remember when toilets used to flush 3.6 gallons and then it, I think it was 91 or 92, it went to 1.6 and everybody was like, oh my God, I'm never gonna have to flush it seven times. Nothing, the world did not come to an end. We're, things will change, but I don't know if they're gonna change fast enough, so we have to take the prerogative and do it sooner. Yeah? I have a question, I always wanted to go. You know those playgrounds that have like oh. recycled rubber? Mm -hmm. Are those really bad? Awful, awful. So my company also, you guys should check out my company's. Yes, and I've tried to fight that too. Yeah, yeah. I, and I told them, when that, I don't, when was that, 2010? Ed, do you remember when that was? I tried, I said, do you know how much it's gonna cost you to get rid of this? Now we're paying for it, aren't we? Um, we, ha we had a group of clients who were soccer players, um, female soccer players, because the men soccer players tend to get the real turf fields and the females are the, on, the, on the artificial turf. All of the goalies, all of the goalies were getting cancer. There's a big, yeah. the, those, those playgrounds, we're trying to get that banned too. You should take a look at uh, my company's website. I work for a nonprofit called Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility. So it's peer.org, P-E-E-R.org. Um, yes, they're awful. I would, I would not let my kids play on one of those tire rubber things. So those artificial turf fields, they can, the infill can be sand or something that's less toxic, but that grass is still, there are cases of MRSA from that grass. From, it's, it, it gets really hot, it leaches chemicals. It, those someday will be banned too. Someday we're gonna look back and go, what were we thinking? Kind of like with cigarettes and asbestos. Oh wait, asbestos is legal again. You know what I mean? So. The dyed ones are not great, get the natural ones. But the wood chips are actually helpful because they do, if you put them between the, your lawn and your woods, if you've got woods, it will keep, the ticks don't like to cross those. The mice don't like to cross those. And the mice are what carries the ticks. So it's mostly the mice. Uh, I have cedar wood chips. Cedar's great, that's great. Yep, that's great, that's perfect. Vegetable based, I think. What's, what is it called? It's a green powder that I give. 
Oh yeah, it's a yeah, it's an herbal it's an herbal powder. They ingest it makes them less attractive to. It's funny because my dogs have not the bugs have been bad this year. The deer fly especially. I walk my dogs between five and seven miles every day in Borderland, and it's buggy. Um, I have a net and the whole thing, um, and I use my lemon eucalyptus spray. Um, but that that when I put that stuff on their food, the bugs don't seem to bother them. No, and I have incredible. Success. See, yeah, Wonderful. yep. And that Dr. Bronner stuff, you can use it for everything. You can use it for shampoo. I use their mouthwash. I use, I've tried their toothpaste. I use their moisturizer. Dr. Bronner's has no bad stuff in it. And you can use it in your laundry. You can use it for cleaning your counters. And it makes everything smell good. So there, there are alternatives out there. Remember, simple is better. Simple and natural, but not everything natural, like the, remember the pyrethroids. Not everything natural is safe. I don't know. I get it. You can buy it in, I don't know if Shaw's still has it, but you can get it in Trader Joe's. You can get it in um, Target. You can get it in CVS. CVS actually does their own brand now. Vermont Country Store has a lot of it too. Wegmans has it. I don't know if anyone shops at Wegmans. Wegmans sells the gallon ones. Um, And you can add a gallon size jar of the peppermint one, which is what I get. Wegmans. Wegmans. Yep. Westwood. In Westwood. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to me. I know I sound a little bit like a nut, but. No. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much. Oh, My goodness. you're welcome. So much information. Yeah, that's great. Thank and, you. And we're going to all go home now. And <laughs> we're going to go home and we're going to start uh, cleaning out your cabinets. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go to ewg.com for one. Dot org. Dot org for one. And we're going to start getting uh, educated, and then we're going to look for uh, is it, what is it, triclosan? No, what is it? Triclosan. 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 And we're going to yeah. look in all our shampoo and our little products and see, you know, what has it, and mm-hmm. out it goes. But mm-hmm. where do we throw it? We Hazardous it waste day. Hazardous waste day. Oh, on waste day. Hazardous waste day every Hazardous. April. Yep. Just put it in your garage or your basement until Hazardous waste day. It's hazardous. Get rid of it. Yeah. So those of you who are at home and watching this incredibly interesting and informative program, think about your children, think about your grandchildren, and, uh, you know, and, and their future. And some of these products that um, Kyla has been talking about will, could, could put them on the road to cancer at an early age. And so this is serious stuff. Mm-hmm. So take it seriously, get educated, Go to ewg.org and... Um, and watch Forks Over Knives, the documentary, Forks Over Knives. Forks Over Knives. It's a documentary, and you can get it on Netflix. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a great documentary about our eating habits in America and what, how you should eat to be healthier. And those of us who uh, buy our, our vegetables, our organic vegetables at Langwater, right, um, we have an appreciation for that. Um, and uh, if anybody's looking, I'm, I wanted a half a share. It's too much for me. And I love my vegetables. So if there's anybody out there who wants to share a half a share with me next year, let me know. They have winter shares too, which are really good. Yes. So this is Priscilla Almquist Olson uh, thanking you for joining us tonight and remembering that we meet on the third Wednesday, 
third Monday of every month except January and February. So if you want to come in and see these programs, these interesting informative programs live, and also join us for an old-time country dinner before, which starts at 6.30, and that's free and delicious, uh, please join us. Until next time, thank you for watching.